We're back with the Step Zero podcast. This is Matteo, and today I'm with Amanda. And Amanda is mental health advocate, writer, community creator. She founded I Am, and I'll ask her to um, to sort of explain to us what that uh, what that means. Amanda, thank you for being part of this podcast. Thank you so much, Matteo. I'm really honored to be here. It's absolutely my pleasure. And like I said, you have, you have a very interesting background and, you know, you're currently a product operations manager, uh, but you are very passionate about the mental health topic. And you are so passionate that you actually um, started a master's in psychology and neuroscience of mental health. Um, so hats off to you for, for managing all these things at once. And like I said, you started this I am community and, and from what I see, you built uh, an impressive network of women all over the world. So I, I'll ask you to sort of like put all of this together and maybe uh, introduce yourself and expand on your background and, uh, and from there move on to the reason why mental health is such a big topic for you. Yes, of course, happy to. So yes, I am a mental health advocate, community creator and ambassador and a writer. And I uh, write creative nonfiction and poetry specifically to start conversations around mental health and mental illness and to raise awareness and make these topics more accessible. And I also use this writing um, to build communities. Uh, I am a sort of a, a container for um, this larger community that I've built of women uh, who are interested in coming together offline and sharing what's going on in their lives, um, if they're going through some struggles. And I sort of facilitate the space and use sort of these core principles that I've developed to, to spark conversations. And some of these sort of principles is, you know, our inner space is just as important as the outer space. So um, mental health is something that is to be dealt by everyone. And it's about taking care of not just what's happening on the outside in our physical uh, form, but also what's going on in our minds. And um, these sort of mental challenges are what makes us human. So as with love, suffering is, is an important part of our lives. And so if we come together and help one another work through these sort of discomforts, um, we can come out uh, as much more empathic and compassionate individuals. So there's, there's a lot there. Um, I can go through a bit more of those principles, but um, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I'm, I'm working with. And uh, writing is a really big part of that. Thank you for thank you for sharing. Uh, how how did this idea specifically of you know funding founding I am and, and and empowering women worldwide like how did this come about? Why did you feel the urge to to start this community? And 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 of course like I you know being on this podcast, as you know like we we are all for sort of like giving expression to your own thoughts and uh, and bring and bring yourself like the, you know, bring the best version of yourself out there. Um, was there a specific trigger or, or an idea that you had or simply, I get the urge of, uh, of helping women all over the world. What was that that uh, drove you to create this community? Yeah, I think that came from sort of how 
my own personal relationship with mental illness. Um, it started when I was young. I, um, and through that, I actually found that uh, what's, what helped me the most is, is the women, my friends, my, my female friends that sort of supported me through uh, really difficult times. I would say um, to, to sort of start with, with where the background is in mental health for me, um, mental illness came about in my, in my late teens where I suffered um, several rounds of anxiety and depression for over a decade. And I was introduced to pharmacological medication right from the start and had been taking a number of different kinds of medications. Um, but I realized after coming off of these that I was sort of, this was serving as sort of a mask or a band-aid to resolving these issues and to healing myself. So when I finally stopped taking these medications, um, I, I was, you know, looking for better ways uh, to understand why I suffered the way I did and to find a way to heal and to help myself. And it came in two forms. The first was through writing. So I've been a writer my whole life. I've had journals from when I was seven years old, and it seemed like a really natural fit for me to start using my words as a tool um, to make sense of my thoughts and my feelings. And the second is building community. So when I was coming out of this sort of anxiety, depression state, I started connecting with women who were going through similar things or going through these struggles. And I realized that that was the, one of the best ways for me to also make sense of what was going on in my life. So it was really those two elements in parallel. Hmm. You actually touched on two super interesting points. Um, you know, the first one, the idea of not just writing, but making sense of your thoughts, right? And this is something that we will touch, I believe, all along this, uh, this conversation. And the second part is the community building aspect of, uh, of what you're working on. And this is a, is a topic that is particularly dear to me because for me as well, you know, opening it up and, and putting the word out there that, uh, that I was experiencing some problems was in itself the best form of therapy. So I'm, I'm happy you mentioned, you mentioned these two points and to connect you know, what you are doing now or you know, let's say your background with your current studies in, uh, in neuroscience of mental health. Are you, so far, have you, have you let's say, managed to, to combine these interests, specifically when it comes to, when it comes to journaling and writing with these uh, this, uh, newly found masters in, uh, in, um, uh, in neuroscience and mental health disciplines? Yeah, definitely. Um, as much as journaling and writing has come natural to me from when I was young, I actually started to see that the journaling and sort of mental wellness is highly connected. Um, there's, um, I read, it's very interesting, I, I read a study by a neuroscientist at Harvard called Dr. Jill Bolt, um, and she said that an emotion in our body lasts 90 seconds. So when a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there is a 90-second chemical process that happens in the body. After that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. So these emotions that are lingering are actually the stories that we tell ourselves about them, like how we should behave in a certain situation or what uh, we should have been doing differently. So by putting these sort of emotions and thought patterns into writing, um, 
it really helps us sort of quickly, effectively make sense of what's going on around us. It's, and that can, you know, extend to not just our personal lives, but also to work. So if we're, you know, experiencing work stressors, this kind of creates a resilience to them and helps us get back on track through the practice of writing itself. Oh, that's impressive. I've, I've never heard of that. So I always, I've always thought of, um, and, and disclaimer, I'm not a big writer myself. And actually, I'm hoping that through this conversation, I also fully embrace finally the idea of, uh, of journaling because it's something, it's something that I tried, but I haven't been consistent with it. And I never heard of the, the idea of, uh, of this um, 90 second chemical process. However, on a much more superficial note, so to speak, I always thought that, you know, jotting down thoughts uh, one way or the other would sort of like transfer, almost physically transfer thoughts from your mind to the paper. And, uh, and, and so you are saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that everything that happens after this, let's say 90 second time span is basically self-imposed, self-inflicted, and, uh, and writing is a way to organize these thoughts, make sense out of them, and, uh, and maybe either find the good in them or even help us get rid of them. Is that correct? Exactly. And, um, you know, it's interesting because there's, maybe you've heard of Brene Brown. She wrote, uh, in Daring Greatly, she writes this, and I, it always sticks with me. She says, the power of owning our stories, even the difficult ones, is that we get to write the ending. So essentially, yes, if we have a thought that's really uncomfortable, um, if we sit with it for 90 seconds, and, and therefore, in my case, or in what I'm trying to sort of promote in the practice of journaling is we start writing that down. Even if we write something that makes no sense to someone else, even if we never read it again, the process of doing it helps us de-identify from the thought or the feeling or the emotion. And that helps us regulate and balance ourselves in the end. Oh, that's, that's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And so, and so you say you've been, you've been journaling and maybe back then you didn't know it was actual journaling, but you've been a writer basically all your life since you were, since you were seven years old. And what's your, what's your current journaling practice like how you know how often do you how often do you write what do you write how do you go about it yeah so i currently i try to keep it um very structured for me i i, I wake up in the morning and i have my sort of morning ritual with with some meditation and some light yoga movement and stretching but i start my day right before before i do anything else with some journaling so i wake up and i give myself about 20 minutes and I just write what comes to mind. So it can be a bit of dream uh, interpretation or what happened from, from the sleep. Um, it could be something that's still lingering from the day before, from the week before. It's kind of like a way to just sort of dump out all that's, that's, that you're feeling in any given moment. And I do have a notebook with me all the time throughout my day. So if there's something, like if I'm experiencing a stressor at work or there's like an idea that comes to mind it can be both positive and negative but i always have some form of paper and pen uh for me just the practice of putting it down helps me sort of release from that from that thought 
Um, but it is certainly for me, it is a, a daily practice. However, for those who are getting into it for the first time, it's by no means that could be a little bit overwhelming. Um, there's actually a study that, uh, that said that 15 to 20 minutes a day, three to five times a week, uh, over the course of four months, um, is actually enough to have lasting health benefits like lowering blood pressure, improving liver functionality. Um, it's shown to uh, increase uh, your pain tolerance, enhance self-control, um, and of course, sort of regulating during stressful experiences. So, you know, it can, it does, it can be every morning, uh, but it can also be a few times a week, just for 15 minutes a day. Wow. And, and yeah, you, you entered basically my, you sort of like started answering my, my next question. And this is something that I was, I was very surprised by uh, when reading about uh, journaling prior to this, to this conversation. I, like I said, I did, I did a tiny bit of research, very basic, allow me to say, um, sort of research. And I was, I was really caught by, by some things that I was reading. And, and I mean, you just mentioned that uh, sort of like having this, developing this habit of writing, let's say 20 minutes a day, um, a few times over the course of a four month period is enough to already see really positive benefits on, uh, on not just your, your psychological side, but on your, on your biological, physical side too. And that's, and that's a huge thing. And, and I've been, you know, I've seen many studies and, and, and quotes from researchers and doctors and, and these studies go even way back before the, the early 2000s. So this, this idea of journaling benefiting uh, the the human mind, but also the the body in a certain way, has been around for a while, and I wasn't aware of it. And I'm, I'm and I'm sort of like very happy we're having this conversation because, like I said, hopefully after talking to you, I actually also buy into the the idea of uh, of building this habit myself. And so back to to your your current habit. Um, you said you have sort of a structure that you're following at the same time you recognize the benefit of having this readiness this this uh, this availability of being able to to jot some thoughts down on paper whenever you have the whenever you have a moment or whenever you have a chance to what do you write about or let me let me better phrase it what's your what's your way of writing because as far as i understand sometimes writing sure can be can be beneficial but it's also the way you write it's the way you interpret uh you know in your case like you mentioned like in the morning could be interpreting dreams uh but in general it's the way you go about um you go about discussing your thoughts um is there a specific way for you to interpret your thoughts are you are you starting with say a list a simple bullet point and then you elaborate on them can you maybe guide me through your uh, your inner thought process while you do this sure so this um this process has actually evolved um and it's it changes uh, quite a bit but currently i would say what i what i find to be really helpful in the mornings is a gratitude journal um layout so i essentially start with just three simple things that i'm grateful for in the morning um they could be 
you know, something that happened the day before. They can be the fact that the sun is shining. They can be like a very high level. I'm just grateful to be alive. It can be really, um, it can be very granular or, or more sort of metaphorical as well. And I do find that to be really helpful. And what I follow after that is just maybe about 15 minutes of free writing. Um, for me, that works really well uh, because of sort of the creative nature that I use my words. Um, I'll get into the poetry in a bit, but um, it's often I'm, I'm weaving sort of a creative, uh, metaphorical, uh, lyrical language into the way that I express my thoughts. Again, like this can be a really different structure from, from other people, right? I found I have a friend who, who also starts her morning with the gratitude, but then she'll go and start with bullet points of like, okay, here's what I'm going to do today. X, uh, there'll be the top three things that I'm going to get done. Here's my ultimate goal. And this is by the end of the day, this is the feeling that I want to have um, at the end, by the end of the day. So it can be very structured. It can also be a little bit more free flow. And, yeah. And this, this may, may be sort of a personal question. So apologies in advance, but like may I ask, what do you, what do you feel or how do you feel, you know, you, you write for let's say 20 minutes in the morning um, after your 15 minute free flow writing, like do you feel an immediate benefit or is it something that you think develops more over the long term is a combination of both i definitely feel a release so a lot of times as much as i want to say that i can sleep at night and wake up in the next morning and feel refreshed and very happy for the new day especially if i'm going through a difficult time i can often wake up with a lot of emotions and um I actually do feel that this writing helps me sort of make sense of them and just put them to paper. I very rarely go back and read what I write. So it's for me really the act of writing itself. Um, it's less about what's being said, especially during these sort of morning journaling uh, practices. Um, the poetry is a different matter and I do read that aloud and whatnot, but um, I do feel an immediate release, definitely. Interesting. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. And and let's actually, you know, I'm 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 dying to ask you, like, let, what's about what's with the with the poetry? Is it something that you developed over time? Is it was it always something you were you were very much interested in and passionate about? Yeah, I think poetry has come quite naturally to me. I, I often think in in poems or in like shorter phrases. Um, what I do feel about poetry is that when you have a shortened, more restrictive structure to convey an experience, um, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting. It's when we give ourselves less words to express something, we become in a way more clear in the way we express our thoughts. So if I have maybe 10 lines of eight words a line, for example, to express a moment of loss or a feeling of joy, the articulation of the feeling has to be very precise. So what I say needs to be the truth. There's no bending around it or hiding behind it. Um, and I do feel that that's an interesting um, aspect to poetry that can be quite different from other parts of uh, other types of creative writing. Um, that added layer of structure and restriction actually forces us to be very purposeful in our expression 
which in a very paradoxical way, at least for me, can be quite freeing and calming. Oh, that's, uh, that's probably the most beautiful way to put what you expressed into, into words. You know, I, I totally believe in the idea that oftentimes, like, and I guess it, it may depend on, on our own behavior, our own character, or, or the culture we, we grew up with, but oftentimes we tend to experience, I would say, hardships when it comes to expressing feelings or expressing concepts and we tend to beat around the bush and never get to the point and you said it very very correctly and beautifully that especially when it comes to our emotions it's important to give ourselves a sort of a structured limit uh, so to speak because that's the fastest way to express the truth in a in a concise manner and i think it's it's absolutely true and and when you write poetry, and this is something that is a question that just came up because I'm, I mean, I'm imagining myself doing something like this. And do you normally first start with um, sort of a free flow of thoughts and then you organize them in a, in a, in a shorter poet, poetical version, in a shorter poem, or you really sit down and set out to write poetry right off the bat, right from the start? Good question. Um, I do see this process as quite distinct from my morning sort of journaling routine, which is more free flow. I do sit down. Actually, it kind of just comes to me like the ideas. I'm, you know, I feel it coming in my body. It's a really interesting experience. And I do sit down and I start to write in these sort of more shortened, concise uh, phrases. Um, I do feel that if I started with this big, long sort of release of lots of stuff that maybe it makes is hard to make sense. Um, it would be a bit more challenging to, to condense. Um, but I do also use uh, to kind of go back to what you were saying, how uh, the process of writing poetry can actually give us a, a very, um, yeah, it's a structured way of, of expressing our emotions. Poetry also has um, this sort of, you know, you see a lot of metaphor and imagery and symbolism in poems. And I do feel that, at least for me, it helps me give voice to the nuances of those emotions that are actually often really hard to put into words otherwise. So the inspiration you get from mostly your inner thoughts Yes, so the inspiration comes from how in the moment I am thinking about a certain experience. Um, for, and, and that's actually why I'm, I'm using poetry as sort of mental health awareness and art activism, so to speak. So um, a lot of the poems that I write are ways of expressing my inner state when, when I reflect on the times when I was feeling this anxiety or depression. So how I'm feeling, whether in the moment or what I'm reflecting on in the past, I, uh, I try to sort of put into this sort of frame that maybe doesn't make immediate sense when you read it, but when you start to like follow the, the, the lyrics of the, of the story, you realize, okay, maybe this is actually um, somebody who's going through something very challenging right now or um, is trying to, in a make sense of her own thoughts even while writing the poem 
Hmm. And I know that, you know, based on our previous, you know, conversations prior to this, to this recording, that one of your, you know, some of your work was recently, uh, recently appeared in, a, in an art exhibition in, in Lisbon. So this is something that, of course, like it comes from, from your inner self, but you're really not afraid to put it out there. You actually, you know, I believe you, you want this poetry to, to be useful to yourself, but at the same time, you want it to touch other people. And, and in this, I see your effort in, in the community that you're building. And I think it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. Is it my business to ask you whether we can hear some of it or you have any maybe passage or, or poem to share with us? Sure, I'm happy to do that. Um, I, will, uh, I will read a part of it. It's uh, the poem that's, that's being shown in this, in this show right now is called The Longest Memory. And it's uh, written in five acts, and it's a way to uh, reflect on the experience of uh, a lost love. And through this poem, I sort of weave through this imagery of my subconscious going through this ruminative, repetitive uh, thinking patterns that sort of characterized what it was like when I had really severe anxiety during this state, this time, this period of time. So I will read just a little bit. Um, and it's, it's basically act four and five that I'll be covering. So at the very end of the poem. Resilience. Remains of glass now lie in ash, debris clouding my magician's gaze. As I slowly, delicately sweep up dust, leaving it piled to the side. Oh, the memories of the first time, wild, unbound, as I turn again to learning, unlearning. Learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning. Persistence. Learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, until one day, strength, learning letting go. So that's the very last part of the poem. Thank you a thousand times for, for sharing this because it takes, it takes, I believe some, some, or at least a fair degree of, of courage to, to read it to, you know, a podcast you're for the first time on and, and, uh, and, and I really appreciate that. And what does this, I feel like there is, you know, I don't want to um, say something that is not necessarily in line with what you want to express. I think there's obviously some musicality in it. There is, a, there is this pattern of, like you called it, repetitive thinking of this learning and unlearning, uh, this sort of like pounding obsessive thoughts that at some point are, are interrupted with the, with the idea of strength in, a, in, a, in sort of like you know what to me what to me symbolized at least from my own interpretation this uh, this um, uh, you know yourself gaining strength out and and sort of like almost snatching out of this uh, of this repetitive thinking pattern aside from my you know interpretation that could be could be absolutely wrong and and out of line what does this poem represent to you for me this poem was sort of uh well, you know, I actually wrote it uh, 
when I was as a as a reflection on a time where I really had a very very difficult relationship um, that ended, and so interestingly, I I realized that if I look if I tried to write this poem while I was really in the feeling itself, when my brain was having this repetitive sort of these thought patterns, these negative feelings um, about myself, um, I wouldn't have been able to express it to paper. Um, so for me, this poem represents sort of a, um, it's like a, a statement, like a release. Um, I've gone through this, I've gone through heartbreak and loss, and this is an experience shared by so many people. And now I am strong enough and brave enough to talk about it, but I'm also clear enough. I don't have that repetitive thinking anymore going on in my brain when I'm reflecting on this particular experience. I've really let go of that. And now I'm able to sort of, in a soft place, um, describe it and um, in, a, in sort of a frame of, of acts. Um, I actually begin the poem with the first act is called waking. The second act is called progress. The third act is called spiral. So that's when I actually start going down and down and down. Um, the fourth act is resilience. So that's the part where I started um, uh, reading the poem to you. Then the, the last act is um, learning and letting go. So there's, it's sort of like it mimics a bit of the arc of, of, uh, of what it's like to, to feel an emotion very, very deeply from start to finish. That's, that's really, that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm sort of like thinking of, of, you know, what, what you just read and also the structure you gave it that to me, it's, it's absolutely um, relatable and and clear um you know like like you know and like people listening to this podcast know like i've had my fair deal of of struggles mentally like like a lot of other people and i really see um usefulness in in this practice and let me ask you because we we're slowly heading towards the end of the conversation what is your hope for for journaling like do you is it something that you proactively advocate as useful tool within your community do you see this being uh, a tool that could be adopted by more people and if so how would you drive more people to to try this i absolutely think this is a an incredible tool um, it's a healing tool but it's also it can be used for many different ways um, you can make sense of your thoughts if you're going through a difficult time, or you can use it to just jot down thoughts and be inspired and motivated and set goals for what you want to achieve um, in the now and in the future. And it's an accessible tool. So there's no, it doesn't have to be something that's published uh, and read aloud the way I'm, you know, expressing to you now. It can be a very private activity. Uh, you don't even have to read it yourself after you write um, an entry, for example. Um, but it's, it's certainly something that I recommend um, people give a try. It could be overwhelming at first. So even if you start with just a few bullet points a day, okay, today I'm going to do this and I feel uh, joyful or I feel a little bit stressed. 
Um, and by the end of the day, I would hope to feel X. Um, and so I would say to get started, it could be just simple. Just take a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything formal. Um, and just start jotting down your thoughts. Perhaps the frame of a gratitude journal can be, can be really interesting because that's something we can all relate to. What is it that made us feel good? And what is it that we're grateful for? Uh, it could be a goal setting practice, um, or it can be just free form if you feel that that's what fits. Hmm. And in, in this podcast, we, we often, you know, connect various themes to the situation in the workplace and, and Stepsera specifically, you know, deals with mental health at work. Do you see journaling being a powerful tool in the hands of, you know, managers or leaders or supervisors or literally any stakeholder within the company? Is it something as a professional yourself that you would suggest to your team? Do you think it would have a positive impact within the workplace or is it something that we should probably leave more in the in the private sphere i i, I actually think it should definitely be in the hands of managers of, of all employees um it's not something that you can just use for your your thoughts or um you know your personal ex difficult experiences um whether it's you know a work stressor or um just setting setting goals you know this is what i want to achieve at work um that you know we we often do these maybe these sorts of things or our managers ask us to reflect on these things but we're writing them on the computer we put them in an excel sheet and we're tracking them and that's absolutely valid but it's also quite helpful i think to sort of more easily integrate the goals um and these sort of, um, yeah, what it is that you want to achieve at work by writing on paper and by sort of having um, a more physical experience with the practice. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And I agree with you, you know, like there is this, uh, this sort of thought um, that a lot of people may, may, uh, may express that, that journaling is more of a, is more of a diary is something that you know anxious people write in and has no practical use but along this conversation we actually touched on many different topics that prove the opposite first of all journaling is an amazing practice for for your own mindfulness it has very proven positive consequences uh, on a mental and physical level and at the same time it is also a very powerful tool, not just for you as an individual, but for you as a, as a professional. So like you said, in the hands of leaders and managers, this is something that could, you know, for example, hold people accountable because they, they write goals or thoughts in, on, on, on a piece of paper or on Excel or whatever, uh, whatever they're using at the moment. So there, there are clearly a lot of, um, a lot of um, pluses and positives to, to journaling. I, for, for one, will, will definitely try to be more consistent with it. And I feel like I have a much better vision on journaling, thanks, thanks to you. Um, my, I guess, last question to, to sort of like close the circle is, 
what's next for you and you know in general like you're there's a lot on your plate right now you're following this masters you're you're a professional yourself what's your i mean you're working as a as a um, product operations manager on top of all of all of, of all of this community building so my question for you is on one end what's next for you where where are you taking this next and uh, and and uh, how can people reach out to you and and connect with you in case they want to know more about journaling or your own your own experience with poetry maybe they want to share their own with you um and uh, and hopefully this uh, this message will reach uh, more people through this channel and uh, and hopefully uh, will be able to provide you with uh, with some useful contact uh, uh, along the way thank you Matteo. and also it makes me very happy to hear that you're going to try a, a journaling practice after this um, that makes me very pleased <laughs> um, yeah so what's next as you say I, I do have a lot on my plate but i i want to continue to cultivate nurture grow and inspire uh, other people through the work that i do um, continue to publish um, my poetry it's for me art activism it's going to raise more awareness of people's inner states whether they be challenging or joyful um, and on that level certainly i will continue to publish my writing uh, i also would like to continue to work um, and build my community of women as part of i am um, this is something that I do on a, a very regular basis locally and if there's ways that we can um, sort of take that same framework and scale it to different chapters in different cities through my community uh, that is something I'm, I'm looking to do as well and uh, how people can find me yes they can find me on LinkedIn on through the website um, I'll definitely send those over to you and uh, please reach out if, if anyone has uh, similar interests in uh, inspiring women and um, in that side of things or also just uh, using poetry as sort of a creative expression for raising mental health awareness as well. Please reach out. And of course, we'll include all the references to, you know, your LinkedIn, your website and the various contacts in the, in the podcast notes below the specific audio. Uh, Amanda, once again, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks again for sharing your own um, your own poetry. It was, you know, it was definitely a unique experience that we we haven't had before on this podcast. So uh, we're very grateful to have you, and hopefully we'll do this again in the future. Thank you, Matteo. It's a pleasure. <laughs>